0: Thank you for joining us on WQPH's Local Matters. And on this week's broadcast, we bring you from the Healing and Restoration Ministry Mission Church at 1545 Tremont Street in Roxbury, Massachusetts. We are featuring a past broadcast from Father Edward J. McDonough. A healing prayer and peace of mind that we're sure you're going to find valuable. This particular message is about handling worry and anxiety. If you'd like to share a healing or blessing from Father McDonough, please call us at 617-459-8735. That's 617-459-8735 he is being considered for sainthood.
1: with scripture in the letters of St. Paul, God tells us that we should have that heart in us which was in Christ Jesus. St. Paul says to each of us, have that same mind in you which was in Christ Jesus. When Jesus lived among us on this earth, he shared our human nature, and he was just like each and every one of us in our experience of life, and everything except one thing, He never committed any sin. He was hungry. He was cold. He was tired. He had moments of joy and happiness. He had tiredness. He had sadness. He had a a sense of frustration, and he had a sense of joy and triumph. Uh, When he told us how to live, he was speaking from his own human experience. He was teaching us Lessons that he himself had learned and experienced when he was in our human nature, when he walked among us on this earth. And it is important for each and every one of us to try to understand the mind of Jesus, the thoughts of Jesus, the outlook Jesus had on different problems of life, his attitude about how we should really live and what's important What is something to be very concerned about, and what is something not uh, to worry about at all? And we learn this in a very wonderful way from the teachings that Jesus has left us, and these teachings are recorded in the the Gospels. There are many places where Jesus expresses his outlook, his mentality, his mind. One of the beautiful places where Jesus does this is in the Gospel of St. Luke, in the twelfth chapter. And this is a teaching of Jesus about what our attitude should be, what kind of a mind, what kind of an outlook we should have about life. And oftentimes this is overlooked. This particular teaching of Jesus is overlooked. And more emphasis is placed on Uh, Jesus' teachings about sin and about the commandments, and of course these are important, but this mind of Jesus, this way of looking at life, trusting in the providence of God, is something we experience at every moment of life. Either we are conscious that God is watching over us, we're recognizing our dependence on him, or we're just not thinking very much about him at all. Uh, So I think it's important that we listen to what Jesus says to us in the Gospel of St. Luke about trusting in the providence of God, about not worrying and being anxious about worldly things, and to rejoice that our Heavenly Father knows everything we need and that as we seek out his kingship over us, the rest will follow in turn. So Jesus said to his disciples, This is why I warn you, Do not be concerned for your life, what you are to eat, or for your body, what you are to wear. Life is more important than food, and the body more than the clothing. Consider the ravens. They do not sow, they do not reap. They have neither cellar nor barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more important you are than the birds. And which of you, by worrying, can add a moment to his or her life span? And if the smallest things are beyond your power, why are you anxious about the rest? Or take the lilies, they do not spin, they do not weave. But I tell you, Solomon in all his splendor was not arrayed like any one of them. And if God clothes in such splendor the grass of the field which grows today and is thrown on the fire tomorrow, how much more will he provide for you, O weak in faith? It is not for you to be in search of what you are to eat or drink. Stop worrying. The unbelievers of this world are always running after these things. Your Father knows that you need such things. Seek out instead His kingship over you, and the rest will follow in turn. Do not live in fear, little flock. It has pleased your Father to give you the kingdom. So in this beautiful passage from the Gospel of Luke, we hear Jesus telling us not to be concerned about what we're going to eat or what we're going to wear, because life is more important than food and the body more important than the clothing. So we should concentrate and be concerned about what is important, not just the food or the clothes we wear, but the gift of life itself, the beautiful body that God has given us realizing that these are more important. And we should be like the ravens who don't sow or reap. They have neither cellar nor barns. Yet God takes care of them. He feeds them. We should be more concentrating on the providence of God, God watching over us, than on the possibility that we might run out of food. We might not have the best of clothes. Because our Heavenly Father has provided for each and every one of us in a very, very wonderful way. And he will take more care of each and every one of us than the lilies of the field, which are so beautiful. And if God clothes even the grass of the field, which is thrown in the fire after a while, how much more will he provide for you, O weak in faith? And Jesus tells us that we should stop worrying because the unbelievers are warriors and they're always concerned about these material worldly things. As true followers of Christ, as Christians, we should realize that our Heavenly Father is always watching over us, that we should rejoice that we are the children of God, and to realize that God will provide for us as we seek His kingdom, as we rejoice in being His children, that He will provide for our needs and our wonderful way. Do not live in fear, little flock. It has pleased your father to give you the kingdom. So we should all be full of a certain peace, a certain joy, a certain happiness, that we are the children of God, that we belong to his kingdom, that we share in the life of God, and we share in the treasures of God, that God wants to provide for all our needs in a wonderful way. He does not want us to live in fear, worry, and anxiety, but he wants us to live with trust in his love. psalms, which are prayers that God taught us to pray, is a beautiful psalm, a beautiful prayer, that praises God for watching over us all the time. Thanks God for the wonderful plan that he has for our lives. So in the 139th Psalm, God teaches us to pray, O Lord, you have probed me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I stand. You understand my thoughts from afar, my journeys and my rest you scrutinize, and with all my ways you are familiar. And even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know the whole of it. Behind me and before me, you hear me in and you rest your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. So just pause for a moment as we pray the psalm and realize that God wants us to be conscious in our mind that God is watching over us all the time, and he knows all about us. He understands our thoughts. And as we go through life, he is with us, resting his hand upon our shoulder. Where can I go from your spirit, from your presence? Where can I flee? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I sink to the nether world, you are present there also. And if I take the wings of the dawn, if I settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall guide me and your right hand hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall hide me, and night shall be my light. For you, O Lord, darkness itself is not dark, and night shines as the day. Darkness and light are the same. Truly, you have formed my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I give you thanks that I am fearfully wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul also you knew full well, nor was my frame unknown to you. When I was made in secret, when I was fashioned in the depths of the earth, your eyes have seen my actions. In your book, they are all written. My days were limited before one of them existed. How weighty are your designs, O God, how vast the sum of them! Were I to recount them, they would outnumber the sands of the seashore. Did I reach the end of them, I should still be with you. Probe me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts. And see if my way is crooked, and lead me in the way of old. And what a beautiful prayer this is, in which God is teaching us to be conscious of the fact that there is a wonderful providence of God watching over us all the time. And no matter whether we go to the depths of the sea or to the highest point in the sky, God is there with us. Darkness never hides us from God. He always sees us. He always loves us. He always knows what we need. He's always anxious to care for us and bless us. In the Living Bible, which is a paraphrase of the Bible itself, uh, not an exact translation, there's a beautiful paraphrase of this psalm. O Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. You know when I sit or stand, when far away you know my every thought. You chart the path ahead of me, and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment you know where I am, you know what I am going to say before I even say it. You both precede me and follow me, and place your hand of blessing on my head. This is too glorious, too wonderful to believe. I can never be lost to your spirit. I can never get away from my God. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the place of the dead, you are there. If I ride the morning winds to the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me, your strength will support me. And if I try to hide in the darkness, the night becomes light around me. For even darkness cannot hide from God. To you the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are both alike to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit them together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. It is amazing to think about. Your workmanship is marvelous, and how well I know it. You were there when I was being formed in utter seclusion. You saw me before I was born, and scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Every day was recorded in your book. How precious it is, Lord, to realize that you are thinking about me constantly. I can't even recount how many times a day your thoughts turn towards me. And when I awaken in the morning, you are still thinking of me. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Test my thoughts and point out anything you find in me that makes you sad and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And in this psalm, as we meditate upon it in the ordinary translation. And in this paraphrased translation, we learn that God is telling us that he knows all about us. He has a plan for our life. He's with us. He's before us. He's behind us. He's resting his hand upon our shoulder. And as we become conscious of this goodness of God, God with us always, we lose our fear A peace comes over us a trust, a confidence in God. And this is the mentality. This is the mind of Jesus for each and every one of us. This is the way Jesus wants to look at life's problems, not with worry or fear, but with trust and confidence, knowing that we do not walk alone. We do not face our problems alone, but God is with us as our best friend to help us, to guide us, and to take care of all our needs. This mind which is in Christ Jesus was expressed very beautifully as Jesus spoke to his apostles and through them to all of us at the Last Supper, the night before he died. And he gave us wonderful messages of hope, wonderful messages of love, and he revealed his own way of thinking about life. He told us how we should look at life, how we should look at ourselves, how we should look at God, how we should look at life's problems. And Jesus said to his apostles, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Have faith in God and faith in me. Again, Jesus tells us not to worry, not to be full of turmoil and trouble. And Jesus said "In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. Otherwise, how could I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? I am indeed going to prepare a place for you, and then I shall come back to take you with me, that where I am you also may be. So Jesus is very beautifully telling us as he leaves the earth that he's leaving to prepare a place for each and every one of us in his Father's house. And he'll come back to take us with him when everything is ready because where he is he wants us to be. And he tells us, that we'll be able to follow him, because he is, as he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through me. So through Jesus, uh, we'll be able to reach the Father. He's the way that leads to the Father. He says, I solemnly assure you, the man who has faith in me will do the works that I do, and greater than these Why? Because I go to the Father, and whatever you ask in my name, I will do, so as to glorify the Father and the Son. Anything you ask me in my name, I will do it. If you love me and obey the commands I give you, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another paraclete to be with you always, the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot accept since it neither sees him nor recognizes him. But you can recognize him, because he remains with you and will be within you. And Jesus also said about the Holy Spirit, This much I have told you while I was still with you. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. Peace is my farewell gift to you. My peace is my gift to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives peace. Do not be distressed or fearful. How often is this the message of Jesus? Do not be distressed or fearful. You have heard me say, I go away for a while and I come back to you. If you truly love me, you would rejoice to have me go to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. I tell you this now before it takes place, so that when it takes place you may believe. I shall not go on speaking to you any longer. The prince of this world is at hand. He has no hold on me, but the world must know that I love the Father and do as the Father has commanded me. Come, let us be on our way. And I am the vine, and my Father is the vine grower he prunes away every barren branch. But the fruitful ones he trims clean to increase their yield. Live on in me as I do in you. No more than a branch can bear fruit of itself apart from the vine can you bear fruit apart from me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. And he who lives in me and I in him will produce fruit abundantly, For apart from me you can do nothing. A man who does not live in me is like a withered, rejected branch, picked up to be thrown in the fire and burned. If you live in me, and my words stay part of you, you may ask what you will, and it will be done for you. My Father has been glorified, and you are bearing much fruit and becoming my disciples And as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Live on in my love. And you will live in my love if you keep my commandments, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and live in his love. All this I tell you, that my joy may be yours, and your joy may be complete. So in this beautiful passage, we discover in a wonderful way the mind of Jesus his thoughts regarding our life, his thoughts regarding eternal life, his thoughts regarding his love for us. And these are the thoughts we should have in our mind each day as we go through life. These thoughts will fill us with peace. They'll take away our worry and anxiety, and they'll bring us joy. As Jesus said, I tell you this, that you may have joy I tell you this, that my joy may be yours, and your joy may be complete. So Jesus wants us to have a joyful heart full of joy and happiness as we listen to his words, as we make them part of our way of thinking, part of our hope, and part of our life. In the book of Psalms is a beautiful prayer that is given the title in the American Bible, praise of divine goodness. And it's a beautiful prayer for us to say, as we meditate upon God's loving providence, watching over us always and taking care of all our needs. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He pardons all your iniquities. He heals all your ills. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with kindness and compassion. He fills your lifetime with good. Your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord secures justice and the rights of all the oppressed. He has made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to the children of Israel. Merciful and gracious is the Lord, slow to anger and abounding in kindness. He will not always chide, nor does he keep his wrath forever. And not according to our sins does he deal with us, nor does he requite us according to our crimes. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so surpassing, is his kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he put our transgressions from us. And as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we were formed. He remembers that we are dust. Men's days are like those of the grass, like a flower of the field he blooms. The wind sweeps over him, and he is gone, and his place knows him no more. But the kindness of the Lord is from eternity to eternity towards those who fear him, who stand in awe and reverence of him, and his justice towards children's children, among those who keep his covenant, and remember to fulfill his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all you his angels, you mighty in strength who do his bidding, obeying his spoken word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, everywhere in his domain. Bless the Lord, O my soul. We are reminded in this beautiful prayer to praise God, to bless him, to thank him for healing the ills of our life, healing us emotionally, physically, and spiritually. O Jesus, as we meditate upon Your thoughts about life, about the providence of God watching over us, we learn that you don't want to have your children full of fear. Oh Jesus, place in our minds thoughts of peace. Take out of our minds all fear, worry, and anxiety. Oh Jesus, as we walk through life, day by day, let us remember that you are walking with us, you are risen Savior, and you are saying once again to each and every one of us, peace, do not be afraid, receive my spirit. Oh Jesus, as we pray to you, fill us with the spirit of peace, a spirit of joy, and a spirit of love. O Jesus, help us to have that mind which was in you, O Christ Jesus. Let our mind be full of thoughts, of gratitude and love for our Heavenly Father. Let our mind be full of hope, because you, O Jesus, are our way, our truth, and our life. O Jesus, may we lose all fear as we realize that you have promised that as we ask the Father anything in your name, it will be granted to us. O Jesus, give us an increase of faith, hope, and love. O Jesus, take away our fear and replace them with trust. Oh, Jesus, love casts out all fear. And Jesus, fill us with your love and your Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast and hope you have a blessed week.